Greetings. It's me, Rachel McDonald, your veteran educator and host in this, the podcast series, Talks with Tia. I love that this platform allows me to share the realities that I see, hear, smell, feel, and even taste daily in the edu spaces that I work in. And also as we seek to collectively transform education. So first of all, let me start off by extending a big thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I know we're gearing up for summer and a whole lot has happened in the last year. Well, actually in the last 10 months. I guess I really shouldn't be surprised saying that as a lot happens in education on a daily basis and I clearly seem to have forgotten that education has evolved significantly and continues to evolve tremendously, especially since I started my school in 2008 and also since I started offering support to stakeholders in 2020. In the last episode, we closed off with the notion of moving forward for a better world for us. So I thought it fitting that we expound on this by way of a project that I stumbled upon. So listen up as I share the story or rather fill the gap from August 2022 to about June 2023. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the tale of the Corner Library. So there I am, exactly um, about a, maybe well, 10 months ago, driving through the community of Rosetown in South St. Andrew. And you know what happens? I get completely lost. I'm making my way to the Rosetown Foundation and I can't find it. So I stop on the road to literally ask for directions. I receive directions from a group of men and I head to my location. All goes well in my meeting, everything works out perfectly, but on the way out of the community, I stop again to say thank you. Conversations ensue, and we start to really dig down deep into some of the realities. We start to realize from the men in the community that a number of the children are not being academically engaged, and as a result, they are not where they ought to be. So we get it. We realize that the children in the community are in need of help and support, but not only the children, their parents, they don't know where to begin. They don't know how to offer that support or how to even get that support, where to solicit it from in terms of getting their children on the path that they want them to be and where they know they can be. We also learn that reading was not and has not really been a priority. And there are also significant garbage problems. There's a gully nearby, and we see just about everything on the sides of the gully and also in the gully. One of the things we see in the gully is our fridge. So we start to brainstorm, and we decide to think about solutions now. It's not just always about a talk shop, but we start to redirect the energy, redirect the response into creating a solution. And we decide that if we could repurpose old refrigerators that sometimes end up in these gullies or waterways, then we could perhaps stock them with books. I agree that this cannot be too expensive. And so I commit 
to finding the fridges that are in good condition and go about collecting, i.e. by way of begging for these books. We decide that we're going to ask for books for children, we're going to ask for school books, and we're also going to ask for books for adults as well. So any sort of book that can facilitate this sort of transfer of knowledge is what we're going to be asking for. In a few weeks, the Corner Library is launched with the support of so many people. Corporate Jamaica, we Cinco jumps on board and agrees to literally give us all the old refrigerators, you know, the ones with the glass doors that you can see in that you sell or that they sell Coca-Cola and water from. They decide to give us all of those that no longer work in terms of the motors. We get them. People start to give me books. We get Zuki and, um, you know, DM equipment and, um, and that company. I think it was Zuki, actually. I don't want to misquote, but it's from the same family. It's Mr. Jeffrey Zedi, who is Zuki's brother-in-law, to lend us a flatbed to bring over the fridges and some pallets to come over into Rosetown so we can build out seating and we can literally build out the, the library. We also decide to put the library on the corner where we first met meaning where I first engaged the community, and that is the corner of Moore and Duff Street. So literally, how it evolved and how it works is that we build out activities to strengthen and to support what takes place at the corner library. We also come up with a name, the corner library, because it's literally a library on the corner. And I start to realize a lot of things. I start to realize that the community now begins to embrace me because I'm there every week. So I realize that consistency is key to building relationships. Consistency is key to driving support and, of course, getting stakeholder buying. So week after week, I'm there. We're there. And the community gives me what we call in Jamaican vernacular strength. There is a lot of local interest. People start to come out. They want to do a feature. They want to take pictures. The response by Jamaica and even the world literally has just been tremendous. And it's that sort of response that sort of gets you energized and keeps you going. And, you know, we realize that, well, maybe there's no real money to be earned here, but the feeling of appreciation is so great and is so genuine and sincere by the community that it feels perhaps even better than earning money from it. So I think... I think it's safe to say that there comes a point sometimes when you believe in something so much that you kind of become obsessed with it. And I know for a fact that I... I started to become, and I think I'm a little bit obsessed with the the corner library and with the potential that it holds and with what it does and what it can continue to do, not just for children, but for adults and all persons in a community. We later evolved this energy, so we start to build out the community activities, and I start to reach out to corporate Jamaica. And before you know it, we have a commitment in December from the Berita Foundation to replicate the corner library in the community of Providence Heights in St. James, in Montego Bay, St. James. Um, and of course, I go to a wedding in the same time in December and an old family friend, Nick Fetty Place and his company, Jellyfish, which is a marketing, digital marketing company out of the UK, they commit to do the same thing in Treasure Beach. And before you know it, things just start to happen. So, you know, just so much has happened while planning for, for, for Providence Heights and then later for Treasure Beach, social media begins to get riled up about how 
low the literacy levels are across our schools and everybody just starts to just complain and it's just a glorified talk shop and then I just decide to to wing it again this time by committing to put scaled down versions in primary schools and I commit to doing so in those primary schools that have been dubbed to be in the greatest need of intervention as per the Ministry of National Security and also the Ministry of Education and Youth. Um, and some of these schools, and I hate to say the word, but I'm just going to say it so that you understand the schools that we're dealing with were what we what have been known and what has been referred to as the failing schools. And to me, it just literally seemed like a no-brainer. Offer the support that we know works, that we know can drive results into these spaces. And so, of course, the begging begins again. We get traction and we get energy from the Rotary Club of New Kingston. They commit to, you know, implementing two... Um, two, two little libraries, we call them, in two schools, Tavares Gardens Primary and also the St. Andrew Primary School. Um, Kingston Industrial Garage, they decide to give us a vehicle to drive to support our efforts and they sort of help us build out this hashtag driving the corner library because they begin to realize that the corner library does more than just give people books. It gives people hopes and it literally begins to drive now communities in literally every sense of that phrase. And the period of time, I think, between the end of April, I know we launched Treasure Beach on April 28th, it was a Friday. The period of time between the end of April through to the end of May was single-handedly the busiest month for me ever, but it was the most gratifying period of my time. Imagine being able to impact three communities of persons and also what we have realized is 10,000 primary school children across 24 schools. So to me, that just seems like I'm living my purpose, so to speak. And if I didn't have a few failed projects that led me to continually nagging the chief technical director at the Ministry of National Security, for example, I pro probably would not have been able to tap in to this list of so-called, and let me say it again, failing schools. I also perhaps wouldn't be as willing to act if I hadn't seen the perpetual banter on social media and also seen no one doing anything about it but literally cussing the other for not doing anything. So I say this to say that success in this movement towards transforming education literally requires all of the C's. And by the C's, I mean communication, collaboration, critical thinking, creativity, and also understanding culture. And by culture, I mean the history, the differences, the wants, and the hopes that really drive us in today's 21st century society. So, you know, trying to... Well, I, again, I've learned so much. I've learned that trying to implement community projects exclusive of the community makes absolutely no sense. So my reminder to you is, you know, as, as the next song says, I'm, I've been in playing a lot of my, my, my Spotify playlists, you don't have to dread to be Rasta. So by that, I mean that you start with where you are and with what you have, even if it's only an intention. You don't need to be a registered NGO to get things going. You don't have to have the perfect partnership with your CDC. You don't even need to have a PhD to begin. You are fine with where you are with what you have. And I also really want to emphasize that 
you don't need to fit this appearance to make a difference and to really begin to affect change. I think it's really good for us from time to time to just challenge the status quo if you need to and act on that which compels you and tells you that it's really time to take action. It's time for us now as stakeholders in education to stand up and to take action for what truly matters in the name of equity and also in the name of social justice. Just do the damn thing and shut up, right? Um, And of course, like, Again, this would not have been possible if people didn't understand and if people didn't believe in, you know, in what we do, right? And it also would not have happened if the situation was working perfectly. So again, I said this to say that sometimes things have to go crazy. They have to get absolutely chaotic before we can provide, before we can brainstorm and before we can really begin to offer solutions, right? So friends, again, you know, I can talk you out of house and home, but I want us to keep the conversation going. Please drop me a line, share your thoughts with me to my email. It's lovetalkswithtia at gmail.com. I am on Instagram at talkswithtia, right? And I want you to forward this to your friends and colleagues. If you are a school teacher at a primary school, perhaps even in a secondary school, and you feel as if a little library would do well in your space and you commit to being that coordinator, link me. And be sure to follow hashtag the corner library on Instagram. And also to follow that company that I have that implements it called on Instagram for the fun J A. That's F O R T H E F U N J A. And as always, I thank you for listening and just stay tuned for the upcoming episode. And remember, remember always that transforming education requires all hands, hearts, and minds on deck. Blessings to you. Bye-bye.